Hi, welcome to Help with Hannah Jones. I'm Hannah Jones. Thank you, Patreon patrons, for making this podcast possible. And thanks, Dude IDK Studios in Denver, where we're recording. This is a podcast where I answer your questions, dear Abby Style. And I have a guest in the studio today to help me do that. She's a regular at Denver Comedy Works and tours all around the country. Put your hands together for Georgia Comstock. I can't hear you. Okay. <laughs> I do, do that every week. Every week it's the same. I accidentally say, put your hands together. And then every week is just a little bit uncomfortable. <laughs> Definitely more uncomfortable if you're listening to the same joke every time. Do people, how do people usually react? They're just like, hey. <laughs> No instant feedback now, dude. How have you been, Georgia? How's your week? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Good. I just got back from the beach with my family, which we were talking about a little bit for a second. I um, took so many plane rides to get there. Do you ever, like, choose a layover for the deal because it's so much cheaper? No, I go nonstop no matter what if I've, I can. Every adult does. Everybody that I'll I know. I'll just do the 5 a.m. I, I do that too. But nonstop. I'm like, let me travel from 6 a.m., to 3 p.m. This sounds like a fun no. day. Oh. <laughs> and I I got like a middle seat on a couple of my flights. And a middle seat between ladies is no big deal. But a middle seat between two old, old businessmen. Busy businessmen with briefcases. And yeah. you know the problem there is that they both think they're like i paid for a window seat so i get the armrest and i paid for the middle seat so i get the armrest it's like they no, i think don't. they fully expect me to sort of like sit like this the whole time do you take southwest no oh certainly not i do take southwest i'm i'm a southwest stan if that's the thing but you know what you have to do is you look for people who look like they could be a couple mm-hmm. and then you sit in between them and then half the time they'll give you the other seat you're so smart. No, I've never <laughs> flown Southwest, and I only just recently heard about what the you fact flying? that I've, I've I used to fly United a lot, but it exploded in Denver, and so now usually Delta or Frontier or some ungodly combination of the See, two. See, Frontier I hate because they cancel flights. They I feel do like Frontier I do when I'm like, okay, well, this is coming out of my pocket, and like if I'm doing it for something, then I try to get the cheapest flight with Frontier, and then if it's canceled, I'm like, well, it's canceled. <laughs> um, otherwise, I always do Southwest because it's just the cheapest, and I like the seat system. Yeah. And as long as you check in, you can get like, I don't mind sitting in the back. I don't mind like waiting to get off the plane. I don't really care. I sit in the worst seat no matter what, but I, I always get those tickets where you're not even allowed to have a carry-on. Oh, and no. you just pack in a backpack, and no. then you have to put your backpack in a little rectangle, and, and then I'm like, "This is my purse. Squishy. It's my back purse. Yeah. It's got it's got like three <laughs> pairs of shoes tied on the yeah. outside. I'm like, this is literally my purse. I'm wearing two sweatshirts <laughs> and some boots. I'm like, this is good. Yeah, anything to save money, dude. <laughs> and Frontier doesn't have you buy the ticket. It's like $25 for a carry-on, and I'm like, whatever, I'll pay that later if I want. And then you go to do it later, and it's like 75 Yeah. Well, there was that um, there was that thing where, where people started freaking out on, like, TikTok and stuff because there were videos of gate agents suddenly making you actually size your bag, which you used to not have to do. And, like, my backpack, I could definitely squish it in there, but it's going to take some time. Mm-hmm. And they said you can't assist it sliding into the thing. It has oh. to slide into the thing free of any outside force and everyone was like why the fuck 
is the is this like gate agent going for employee of the month and they said no they put them on commission you get a commission if you're a frontier gate agent this is just what i heard allegedly from tiktok comments and Conspiracy. you get a commission if you like catch people and you charge them for carry-ons oh my god which is so nuts what a monster it's such a monster See, Southwest gives you two free bags. You could potentially check golf clubs for free. Two free bags? Where do they get all the space? I don't know. I don't know if it... Well, you get your carry-on and you get... Um, it, they can be check bags, too. And then if they run out of space... Oh, yeah, if they run out of space, they'll just be like, anyone volunteer to check your bag? And they'll check it for free. Um, and sometimes you can get a voucher or something like that because yeah. they need the space. But that's why you would want to get on earlier is so that you could definitely fit your bag. Otherwise, you'll have to take it below. I'm scared of checking my bag because if they lost it, I would be such a little baby about yeah. it. And I don't want everyone in my life to know how much of a baby I am. Yeah. I feel that way too, and I'm always just like, I'm just like, these are just like the leggings I like. I yeah. don't want to lose them. I paid a lot of money for these. This skincare product isn't sold in all the Targets. It's only some of the Targets, and if I Amazon Prime it, it won't always come very I fast. I feel like I'm justifying very small items to be like, I can't replace them. Yeah. Even though you could, I'm just like, no. I Sometimes I think about the apocalypse, the apocalypse if I can't get like the food and toiletry items that I like or like the clothing items that I like. And I just have to, like, walk into the dollar store and, like, hope they have a face wash. I'm like, I'll just, That's what you're just like. end it for me. I'll walk right up to a zombie and say, here you go. <laughs> I love it in the apocalypse. You're like, my skin's dry. <laughs> no. I'd rather be dead. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. I would rather be dead than, no, that's, I don't, I wouldn't. I would just, if there was an apocalypse of any kind, I'm like, I'm not living for survival. I'm, no? like, living for a good time. I'm not, like, if there's an apocalypse, count me out. I think if there's an, ap an apocalypse, I will immediately do all of the hardest drugs. Yeah, try everything. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to die not knowing what heroin feels like. <laughs> Honestly, probably a good way to go. <laughs> yeah. Probably a good best way, to, way go. to go. Yeah. You know, but now... Unless you know definitely where to get the heroin, now you're like in an apocalypse, texting so people, being like, "You I got that hookup still?" Just a little bit of every hard drug. Some people have like, canned food. I have just a pharmacy. Like texting people you haven't talked to in five years, like, "Hey, do you still have hydros?" Or <laughs> can I get just a teeny bit of DMT, <laughs> just for in Ooh, case yeah. of the apocalypse? DMT would be a good one to do too. Okay, you ready you to get You get DMT anyway. That's not really a hard drug. Yeah, I'm scared of it. Yeah, well, I mean, if you just do it right. I yeah, think that's how I generally feel about psychedelics, but it's a stronger one, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's definitely, like, I feel like when I've done it, Nick and I will do it, and I'll, like, take it out of the bong, and then Nick will, like, grab the bong, and then you're just, like, in it for like I, the next 10 to 15 minutes yeah well don't you lose track of time so it f yeah. it's only a little while but it feels like because i heard about this guy in college who did too much dmt and had a trip where he it was only 10 minutes but in his life he felt that he lived out the entire life of a toaster and when he came back he was never the same 
Which, <laughs> and now that I'm okay, saying it, dude, <laughs> that sounds like a lie that you tell the homeschooled girl to be funny. <laughs> it doesn't sound real and you, anymore. And they're going to be so happy when they hear that you've been repeating it like yeah. all these years. Because I didn't even of, hear it from him. I heard it from a friend of his. What is the life of a toaster like? <laughs> a lot of, a lot of bing. <laughs> this way he's just toasting toast for years Some and years eggos. and years and years. Some Wonder Bread. Or does he have like a toaster wife? <laughs> like what kind of life No, his wife is the Vitamix next door. <laughs> I think you're going to really laugh when you try DMT eventually. And it is it's short, not but it's intense. not that. Yeah, it's not that. <laughs> it's not going to take you. It's not like the Rick and Morty where he like goes through Ron's life <laughs> in a video game and then is like devastated. But like, but I do think it's crazy that now people have DMT in pens. Mm. And I'm like, that doesn't seem like A, the right way to take it or the kind of drug you would want to just like hit off of a pen. That's too casual. But there's no way you could get... Imagine. That deep of a trip off of a pen, but why would you just want like a little? When I think of pens, I immediately think of the absolute epidemic of people like sneaking them into comedy works. Yeah, and I'm so I'm imagining someone sneaking a DMT pen into a fucking oh show. Oh my god! <laughs> just the heckles their that mind. would come out of their fucking mouth. I do love the look on people's faces. They hit the vape, and then they're like. <gasps> Yeah. It's like, yeah, you can't hit that in here. And then you make direct eye contact, <laughs> and I just make, like, a disapproving look. <laughs> Tiny head shake. <laughs> okay, before we get into questions, a uh, couple of announcements. Number one, I have shows coming up September 21st in Oakland, San Francisco, uh, October 6th in Chicago. Please, please, please get tickets to those. Um, I'm renting my own venue and so I, I want to do Boston and Portland and Seattle and San Diego because you guys have a lot of signups too. But if I can't sell out these shows, then it's going to be very hard business plan wise. So you could even, you could send the link to a friend that you have who's living in that city. That's an idea. Um, in general, you can find tickets to upcoming shows at the link in my bio. I'm hitting Austin, uh, Des Moines, Bisbee and Tucson additionally this fall. So please sign up for the text list. It's the best way to know if slash when I'm coming to your city. Number two, this podcast is sponsored by the Patreon. Patrons have first priority to get their questions answered. And they also receive a bonus episode every month. And it's only $3, which is such a steal. You can get a carry-on bag for $3 at a low... at a. You couldn't get a carry-on bag for $3. I'm going to cut the part of the episode every <laughs> week where I try to do like a little bit about how cheap it is. What could you get for $3? Two tacos. Yeah. With tax included. Um, three, tacos are it, tiny, so great deal. So true. <laughs> if you want to ask a question to get answered in a future episode, you can find the link to that form in the podcast description or in my link tree on all social media platforms. Are you ready for question okay, number one? Okay, I can't one? wait. I okay. can't wait. I'm very qualified. How do I start dating as a late bloomer? I just turned 30, male, and last year I broke up my arranged marriage that was orchestrated within a conservative cult that I was heavily indoctrinated in since I was four, which I also escaped last year. And suffice to say, I haven't had any 
intimate relationships with anyone, including the person I was supposed to marry. Haven't had sex, kissed, or even gone on a date. Long story short, been going to therapy and the gym, and now I feel confident enough to try dating and having casual sex with women. Should I bring up the fact that I'm a virgin to my dates slash women I hook up with? Question mark. If I should, when do I bring it up? Question mark. Should I lie to them if they ask why? Because it can be a heavy topic. I thought about not mentioning this at all ever as part of me feels like I could hide it and act real suave in the moment. But part of me also feels like they would be able to tell right away. And ultimately, I don't want to come off creepy or weird in any way. Any advice would be much appreciated. Hoping you get so... uh, And then some kind words. Thank you so much. It's signed, unsought in T-Dot. First of all, I feel like a late bloomer is a real light way to just clock. <laughs> yeah. I'm a bit of a late bloomer. I had an arranged marriage within a small cult I was in. Okay, I thought you meant deal. you didn't get boobs till you were 19. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm a bit of a late bloomer. I just got out of this bunker my dad's been locking me in. I'm 41. Oh no, I've been shaving since I was 12, but <laughs> <laughs> but we've been doomsday preppers my whole life. So. Yeah, you're not a late bloomer at all. You're a weird, quirky guy. For I mean, you have a weird, quirky just past, a 30 year old sure. virgin. You sound super cool. I mean, Pretty yeah, well honestly, adjusted. the way that was written, you sound realistic. You sound super grounded. So I would go one of two ways. A, sure, you could lose it to just some girl that you meet if you would rather. I think it's your decision if you want to say you're a virgin. Otherwise, I mean, get a prostitute. Or, sorry, a sex worker. Cut that out. <laughs> I'm not canceled. It's prostitute to slur now. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but it's like, no shame in it. Sex work is like, we all support sex work now. And it's like, what's the big deal? Go on the internet. Find some shit you like. Well, I think a it's a little risky given how it's illegal. It's not illegal everywhere. Okay. But, yeah, that's true. I just feel In like some I would have you'd to... you'd be breaking the law. It, it would be like, so being a homeschooler... It was very hard for me to learn how to get drugs. You're kind of a late bloomer in that way. So. <laughs> well, well, I was going to say, I really relate to this question. <laughs> I feel like I was having the same thoughts when I was like 19 because I looked up and the average age that women lose their virginity or lost their virginity back when I was 19 was at 17. And so I okay. looked at that data and that bell curve and I said, I am the weirdest alien to ever so exist. So scientific of you. Yeah, I'm so screwed. <laughs> And ended up putting myself in dangerous positions to get out of it, and I don't recommend that. I definitely don't recommend, like, going after the goal of losing your virginity. Yes. Systematically. I recommend going after the goal of, like, hooking up and making out. You can do that. You can do that as much. And, like, get a lot of that under your belts. And there's, like, so many things you can do before you just, like, straight up have sex with somebody. Yeah. You don't just have to immediately... Go to pound town. <laughs> and if you are going to have sex with that person, you got to get pretty good at all of that stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's prereqs, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say, should you tell people that you're a virgin? I think that you should I think that's say to things th- organically as it comes up. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, a, it's like if you feel comfortable saying, I don't think it really has a, like if people feel weird hooking up with somebody who's a virgin, I think that's kind of like their own 
yeah. bias. Like, I feel like that's almost a societal bias. I don't think that should really matter. So I think it would just be up to if, like, you were comfortable telling somebody or if it, like, if it came up. But I don't think you have to be, like, before we do this. You're both just naked and you're, like, before yeah. we go all the way. It's not like <laughs> telling someone that you have, like, herpes. Yes. It's like, do tell them that. Yeah. Before. I, <laughs> before you're naked, you got to tell them that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but here's the thing. I think it's more likely to come up, like, if you're on a date with someone, at some point they're going to ask about your family, your childhood, your hometown, yes. your friends your friend group from even to up to a past year ago so I would say that most likely that's going to come up first and I totally get not wanting to ruin the vibe with your you know horrific trauma that you've been through so I would say you don't want to trauma dump either first date I would say a fun little like um like okay strap in I got a pretty wild story and to be clear this isn't like sad or weird or anything this is just how I was raised and then you go into I was in a cult and kind of like play up how like um like funny and absurd it is and that'll really put them at ease and they won't feel like it's weird or sad as long as like your tone is uplifted and like happy and having fun yeah they'll be like oh yeah this is just like a funny story (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it could still sound sad and weird with an upbeat voice, probably. True. <laughs> and, you don't, and you don't need to get into the details. And I also That's what probably... I think. I think with everything, it's like, you know, getting to lose your virginity one step at a time. And I think opening up about the full-blown cult one step at a time. Yeah. You know, maybe you say a little bit. Maybe you just talk about your parents. Yeah, you know, and, and then maybe the cult comes up next time. A little bit, one step at a time, and then direct the conversation away and immediately begin asking them questions because if you tell the whole story right away, their follow-up question is going to be like, oh, how recently was that? And you're going to be like, a yes. year ago? Ooh, sorry. And no, you're fine. That is maybe something that they would be weird about. Yes. Because a year does feel very fresh. Yes. And it's like when you're just meeting somebody, you know, you're kind of asking questions like, to be nice and be friendly and be like, is this person cool? You're not being like, am I going to be with this person forever? So, like, the whole story might scare people off way more than just being a virgin. Yeah. That's... And I actually think, do we know if it's a man or a woman? It's a man. 30-year-old man. I feel like women are going to be way more receptive to so true. you being a virgin. I think, especially if, like, if you feel comfortable with somebody and you are like, okay, I'm going to tell you this, and you tell them, I think they're going to be way more likely to be, like, okay with it and help you and kind of ease into it without it being, like, weird. If you're a woman listener and you're in the same predicament, I would lie. I would honestly lie. Because the only, (laughs) the two responses you're going to get is, like, or you're going to get a dude who's, like, good. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, I would go, I would go, so it's like you would switch. If you are a virgin and it's a woman lie but if you're not a virgin it's a woman also lie (laughs) see how that works out (laughs) and then let us know that would be so funny (laughs) i'm a virgin i feel like that was like a big golden girls joke did you ever watch golden girls i used to love it when i was no growing up i used to watch golden girls all the time and yeah blanche would always like act like she was a virgin like that was like her past story she lost her virginity like 12 times like this running joke or whatever I think it's so funny um, 
for, for pretty much all of my like adolescent experience, I was always trying to pretend that I had more sexual experience than I did. Yes. And I, um, one thing that's pretty common among homeschooled children, and it's not cool, but I w- did go through a phase of like compulsive lying because it was like very hard for me to understand how to keep up conversation naturally because mm-hmm. people would be like telling stories or facts about themselves. And I didn't have any stories or facts about myself mm-hmm. because nothing had happened to me. So I would often just like make up stories and they were often yeah. very innocuous. It'd just be like, yeah, I was d- at a water park with my friend, honey, you have neither friends nor water parks. <laughs> like, <laughs> but um, I would just tell totally. a little story about like a weird thing that happened at a water park with my friend but I would definitely do that with like sexual stuff I was mm-hmm. always like so when I heard that like body counts that like women were like lying to pretend they were like less experienced I was like are you kidding me yeah I will say I did something similar, but I I did lose my virginity at what I think is a too young of an age, and I was a late bloomer mm-hmm. in real life. So I I mean I had a boyfriend that at the time I mean I looked twelve. I was older than twelve, but I looked twelve, and my boyfriend had a full beard. <gasps> I mean we were in high school, but it was like I, looking at it, I'm like this is fucking crazy. And so it's like Icky. I wore like a ton of makeup. I would like mm. try to like always dress older, and even looking back at photos, I felt like I. I looked like a really young person trying to look older. Like, that was the look. And so I would do the same thing. Like, my friends would hang out with boys from other schools. And I'm like, yeah, I know a boy (laughs) from another school. You know? And I would just, like, (laughs) use one of my brother's friends or something to, like, fill in names and gaps and stuff. And, and yeah, I feel like that's something you do to, like, try to keep up. Mm -hmm. And I just think that coming from two different places of, like, I feel like I lost it maybe too early you know it's like it's not good at that point and then maybe you feel like oh you know I have to lose it now it's too late so it's like I mean is it even good at that point so I think the most important thing is just finding somebody that you want to have sex with and you want to try things with and then it's like it'll all be good it doesn't matter and in the real world people take baby steps like I feel like and this is what I kind of thought when I was in a similar situation like a had a very fundamentalist upbringing, so I just didn't know anything about sex logistically. And um, I was always like, oh, like everybody's having sex right away, and it's like not true. It's way yes. slower and more gradual than you would think. The way it happens in movies and TV is very unrealistic. Yes. So if you're kind of hanging back and you want to like kiss and take baby steps and like make out for a long time yeah. and not move forward, no one's, that's not going to set off any weird flags in their yeah. head. They're not going to th- have a second thought about it. They're just going to be like, oh yeah, it's like a normal dude. Yes. Honestly, a lot of women would be like, wow, what an incredible change <laughs> so of pace. Like taking it slow. Yeah. <laughs> it's really romantic. I was going to say, when I was um, in high school... Although, although I do bet, I mean, what is this, a 30-year-old guy? So, yeah. I mean, you're going to be rock hard. <laughs> you're going to be making out with somebody rock hard. Dude. Compression underwear, probably. My poor <laughs> So, yeah, maybe well, prepare for that. You're going to be touching a boobie. Rock hard. <laughs> Everything you're doing, just remember that. <laughs> Something to maybe plan for. My first kiss... Um, so my first date was with a dude, me and my little high school friend started going to open mics and one of the guys, wow, comedy the lo- open mics? no okay. music open mics. Okay, okay. And one of the guys, you were just the watching music open okay. mic. Yeah. We were just watching and like doing our homework. Um, <laughs> I love that. We were trawling for, <laughs> she for got a 30 year old boyfriend. Dick. 
I got a 24-year-old boyfriend. We were 17 and 16, to be clear. Okay, wow. Okay. This guy's first text to me was, how old are you? Very romantic. He was a special forces soldier. And um, he took me on a date to an Italian place. And he was also, he was rich in my mind. We like went right. to a nice dinner. He like restaurants my parents $30,000 a year from the government <laughs> and they paid yeah. for his health insurance. He had a Prius. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, this is a Tesla. <laughs> but I, we had our first kiss at the end of our second date. Cause I was like, if it goes on any longer, he's going to know. <laughs> he's going to know I'm a child. <laughs> And it was the most uncomfortable kiss of all time. I was trying to do like a Rory Gilmore kind of thing. Was, yeah. Because I was like, I can sell that vibe for sure. <laughs> Again, if you're I'm just a bookworm, if your kissing thoughts are about selling a vibe, you might be on the <laughs> wrong track to begin with. But if you're just not ready to be kissing. Then later on, after our first kiss, he asked me if he was my first kiss. And I was like, no, no, I've kissed loads of guys. Let me tell you what. Everybody wants to kiss me. <laughs> I'm a very kissable gal. <laughs> very believable. And I regret that a lot. Yeah. It was a lot more embarrassing than it would have been to be a 17-year-old who had her first kiss. And then I feel like once you kind of cross that where you're like, you've lied and now you're in the position and now you are kissing. Now you like have to act like... Oh, oh, no, this is totally cool. I'm good with this. Like, you, I feel like once you're in that first lie, now you're in a bunch more lies when the next thing happens. Yeah, dude. And it, it was like the rock hard thing. Every time I was kissing him, I was, like, blacked out because I was so stressed. <laughs> I wasn't even having a good time. I was just so anxious about whether I was doing it right or not that I, was, like, didn't remember it. Because yeah. every time we were about to kiss, it felt like my first kiss again because I didn't have any, like, know-how. Yeah. I remember one of my first kisses, my friends were like, I had like already said that we made out a bunch and we definitely didn't. And then they were like, no, you didn't. And so then I just turned around and made out with this guy. And it was like basically the first time I'd ever done that. And I was like, Kayla, this is weird. And then all my friends were like, okay. That's kind of <laughs> cool. <laughs> I had terrible friends, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but a cool story. You sound like a cool person in that story, I guess. So I mean, mean, so it, I like proved I wasn't a liar, even though I was 100% lying. Nice. <laughs> okay. Question two. Okay. What is a good way to reapproach people you don't know super well, but want to spend more time with? I have relatively new friends I see occasionally, but not outside of shared events like concerts. Wondering how to try to cross that bridge. As last time I went out, I was asked more than once, where have you been? And the answer is just like, around, doing whatever, and not sure what they're doing. What is the next step to that? Was a bit awkward to have folks think I fell off the face of the earth when I'm just like a dude that's around. Signed, Fumbling with Friendship. I feel like this is telling me that you're not texting anybody, though, and it's like you just need to text somebody. That's the worst part <laughs> of friendships as an adult is that you have to be texting a you lot. You just have to, like, reach out. Texting rules the world. You have to be texting, and you have to be responding to their stories a lot, and that's how you yeah. get invited to stuff. Yeah. You just got to be the person who's, like, on it. I remember and when I was 21, I didn't have Facebook, and I turned 21, and my brother's like, get Facebook, people invite you to the bar, and then it totally worked. So it's like you just have to be, like, online – yeah. And texting people. And sometimes, I mean, sometimes I feel like, oh, they didn't invite me to that. And then I'm like, I haven't texted any of those people in 
six months. Like, I'm the worst <laughs> texter. And so it's like, if you're not texting anybody, you're not going to get invited to anything. Yeah, and also if you say no, like even a couple times, I stop inviting people because I can't take even a tiny bit of rejection. So if someone <laughs> says no to me once, or like if I life. invite them, I if I initiate a hang, I can't initiate the next hang because then it's like... I'm, ch- I'm chasing you. I'm harassing you. I'm making you uncomfortable. Yeah, people definitely feel that. Yeah. Yeah. So think about, have you made a proper amount of effort? Yeah. Or if- any. Like, literally any. If you haven't been invited to something in six months, have you done anything over that six months? If you're a dude, the, ch- the chances are, like, absolutely no way. I don't think so. This is actually so... <laughs> Doesn't even look at stories, probably. It's just, like, at home, like, where is everybody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had a boyfriend once who um, was, like, talking about, like, his friend hadn't come to visit him. He had moved, and his friend from his hometown, like, hadn't come to visit him. And he's like, I want him to, you know, so bad. And it, like, came up a few different times. He was like, "Mm." And I was like, have you, like, made a plan with him? Told him that it would mean a lot if he visited (laughs) And he's like, well, asked him to come stay with you or something. Yeah, given a thrown out a weekend, perhaps put a date on the calendar. Hey, I got a couch. And so he's like, his um, his birthday was coming up. So I messaged the friend and I was like, hey, can you come down this weekend? And he was like, oh, that'd be awesome, like as a surprise. And then, and then he sent me a picture of the flights he had booked. This all happened within 30 minutes. All you had to do was ask. Within <laughs> 30 See, minutes. And all you had to do was ask. This is so crazy because men, their friendships are so easy and they still refuse to do the like lowest possible yeah. level. Of- Here's what you want to do. You want to get invited to shit? Start a group message. Start a group message. Message it at least once a week. Come up Send with an a funny idea meme. of the thing you want to do together. Yeah. You got you to gotta be searching for trivia. You gotta find the trivia spot. Go frolfing. Good. Look up reviews of hikes. Send a hike to a group yeah. chat. Go to an outdoor brewery that has cornhole. Yeah. It's like literally bare minimum. Message somebody. You gotta you gotta be the personal assistant of your own social life. Is that right or desirable? No. Obviously it would be wonderful if we all lived in community centers where we could walk to each other's houses yes. and share meals. That you would, would just happen to see fantastic. everybody. Yeah. It's like one of my favorite things about comedy. You don't have to hang out with anybody, you just see them. Yeah. And then you're like, done. And that's, but the way, it, but here's the problem is that with comedy, if you don't, see them like if you stop doing comedy for like a month or something or if you're yeah. just like out of town a lot randomly yeah. all of a sudden those relationships are like you know but then you have more to talk about yeah that's true you just in this day and age 2023 you got to be a little business minded about it yeah you got to be texting you got to have a marketing strategy for your hangs you got to be scheduling <laughs> stuff <laughs> and but it's like very ideas. easy so i feel like this is one you probably could have answered on your own <laughs> Subtle and sly. Yeah. <laughs> Texting and replying to stories. Yeah, replying Don't to stories, replying stuff like that. Think about how many people post stories. And every time someone posts a story, that's someone shouting to everyone they've ever met, please say something to me. <laughs> Literally leave a comment that goes, this looks awesome. Yeah. You, oh, you're so cool. Leave yeah. one of those comments. I bet they text you. It's so easy. It's so easy. Okay. 
My ex stole. Oh, sorry. Next question. Number three. My ex stole my sex playlist on Spotify. IDK, if this is really a question, but for context, I have a sex playlist on Spotify, curated and horny as hell. I was with my ex for about two years, and after we broke up, doing the natural stalk your ex deal, I saw she had copied the entire contents of that playlist, song for song, onto her own account. We are trying to remain friends IRL, and we hang out semi-often. And she's also one of my friends on Spotify, so I can see when she's listening to it. <laughs> What do? Should I confront her about it? Block and unfollow? Is this a normal thing? Currently creating a new sex playlist that's even hornier, but fucking other people to the exact same music that we shared seems gross and weird. But IDK if I should feel validated that it is in fact a bangin' playlist. Any advice would be appreciated. Signed, 1-900-PROBLEMS. If you're friends on Spotify, you can see when somebody else is listening to something. If they if they have their settings public, which I haven't since I went through a Ben Folds phase two years ago. <laughs> 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 I was like, we'll clear that right up. Uh-huh. But I sometimes, when I had a crush, I used to unprivate my Spotify and I would like have a little listening session where I queued up songs I thought they would like really respect. And <laughs> so I totally sweet. get that mindset. Though. I totally, <laughs> I've totally pretended to like music that I'm like, oh yeah, I love that. You know what's funny is people that I always thought was cool. My brother has great taste in music. I'm just like not very musical. Never had like that. I love dance music. I love EDM. Mm-hmm. Like I love shit like that. And so like whenever I wanted somebody to think I was cool, I would just like wear one of my brother's band shirts and then they'd be like oh i love that band i'm like (laughs) (laughs) it turns out every man you've ever had a crush on is actually gay for your brother (laughs) yeah well you know talking to me for a couple minutes you could probably find out i didn't listen to that music so (laughs) i um my problem is that i don't have taste I like any old tune. It's very yeah. rare for me to hear music and be like, Mah, bad, bad music. Yeah. I like all the fun stuff that the girls sing about. I like yeah. all the sad stuff that the boys sing about. Yeah. It's all fun. I mostly just don't like country. I definitely used to. There was a time that I liked country. I just don't like it. In like my whole adult life, I haven't liked it. I like older country, not but like um, alt-right country or anything. I had a boyfriend in high school who loved country, so I was like, yeah, I love country too. So... It's the easiest thing to just pretend to like. Yeah. Because there's not too much And it's not that I don't like it. It's just like, I'm not going to memorize the band's names. And I'm not going to memorize all the lyrics. And I feel like that was how they would judge if you, like, really liked it or not. And I'm like, you're telling me i got to learn the lyrics of these songs? I... If you can't sing along. (laughs) And I'll tell you right now, that's actually not how to prove... So again, being homeschooled and wanting people to think that I was like exposed to culture, I would memorize the lyrics of like cool songs that of like bands. This is like the era when like Vampire Weekend was what okay. cool people okay. listened to. And, um, and I like Vampire Weekend. I've seen them live. And I would like sing along to be like, see, I know what's going on. I know it's pretty cool. Ultimately, if you're in a group setting and Vampire Weekend's playing and like one... <laughs> kind of like mousy girl is a little chubby is like singing along to the lyrics you're like why the fuck are you singing? i just i just have to say that <laughs> to a homeschooler from a public school <laughs> 
I feel like we had very similar mindset, <laughs> but the difference is you put in the work. <laughs> And, and I was like, I'm not fired. putting in the work. And that's how you were cool. And I was like, fuck, at every turn, my work in it. <laughs> Truly, I have always felt like the more I try to accomplish something, the further it is yeah. out of my grasp. <laughs> I can only ever accidentally get something. <laughs> I mean, I think eventually somebody just ends up liking what you're really like. And they're <laughs> like, oh, I did it. It's like, no, it's just, you just finally met somebody. How much sooner it would have happened. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay, I feel like this guy, though, needs to be happy. Extol is sex playlist. And and I'll, I'll tell you what, I have a secret theory. This is definitely a lesbian. Okay. 100%. 100%. I would stake okay. $200 on the idea. I think, though, I think every time you have good sex with somebody, though, you, like, take something from it, and you carry that with you to, like, your next partner. <laughs> I mean, is ideally, that not... That's how ideally you, not, that's how but you learn. frequently, yes. That's how that's you how learn what you like exists. and what other people might like, and, I mean, that's how you learn. And so, you just had a banging playlist, and they took it with them to their next... <laughs> Endeavor. And I think maybe just don't follow him so closely on Spotify. You kind of seem like you're really looking. I um, am not a music during sex person. One time I was hooking up with a girl, and only girls have ever done this to me. And she put on a sex playlist, and she's like, this is a really good sex playlist. (laughs) And (laughs) And she called it that? (laughs) And I was like, I would not like like the weekend. Like, we both both have curly red hair. Do you think I'm fucking you like (laughs) the weekend? Um, I was homeschooled, so I don't know if we need pretty Ricky on right now, but okay. (laughs) I have floral wallpaper. You think I'm gonna fuck you like the weekend? I definitely don't like calling it a sex playlist. I would, I would be like, I'll just put music on. That's fine. But I do not being like, this is a great, this is a banger to bang to. I don't like that. (laughs) That's too much of the marketing strategy we talked about before. You want to market to hang out. You don't want to market for sex. Yeah. Put on a regular style playlist with regular style songs. Yeah, this is just music I like. Click, and you can turn it on, and it's like, great. And if it's the weekend, great. But once you call it a sex playlist, then I'm like, this is what you think is a sex playlist? I hooked up with a dude once who put on Kate Bush before we had sex. <laughs> and But the thing is, is that... I felt confident and good because I can't fuck you like The Weeknd, but I can absolutely fuck you like Kate Bush. Uh-huh. He nailed the vibe there. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the This Is Kate Bush radio on Spotify. <laughs> this will be good. No, it was a curated, uh, his favorite Kate Bush tunes. <laughs> okay, so your ex stole your playlist. I would say step one. You got to not be following your ex on Spotify. Yeah. You have got to unfriend that person on Spotify. You're trying to be friends in real life. If she ever brings up for some ungodly reason that you're no longer friends on Spotify, you would just be like, yeah, I didn't think it was good for our friendship for me to be able to see when you're having sex. You know? 
No, because then this person's going to take that statement and they're going to have it cocked and loaded for as ah, soon so as right. they say anything. They're going to be like, yeah, well, I know when you're having sex. <laughs> I see the playlist. <laughs> Put your Spotify on private and don't yeah. look at the like c- column where it shows what your friends are listening to. Don't look at it. That sh- and what Spotify does it matter if you guys are friends on Spotify? Yeah. If you guys are friends in real life, you don't have to be friends on Spotify. Second of all, if you're feeling weirdness about your ex taking your spot, like sex Spotify playlist, there's like a level of irrationality and silliness to that feeling yeah. that to me really betrays that you don't seem like you're ready to be friends with them. Yeah. Feels like you're like not over them. Yeah. And I think you should cool off the friendship a little bit. Yeah. You can have a very loose friend. Have an acquaintanceship with your ex yeah. before you have a friendship with them. Have months of distant friendship yeah. if you're a lesbian it's probably because you have like a lot of mutuals and grouping and you just so badly want to be like i'm totally chill about this i'm not worried at all and but the like, fact that they're like i'm making an even better sexier <laughs> even hornier. this playlist is rock hard <laughs> this playlist is exploding playlist. with jizz <laughs> just a playlist called come on on spotify nailed it <laughs> hey send me the link to the playlist first yeah all, i would love to hear foremost. it um yeah but i yeah i think i think you're you nailed that that it's like if you're upset they're using it then you're not really over it is this a normal thing i would say that answer is absolutely yeah um like georgia said you take things with you you yeah. take your moves imagine what else they're doing I don't know. Only you would know that. But. <laughs> You're just trying to, like, destroy their mental state. <laughs> well, I, I just feel like if you're this precious about a sex playlist, then you also think that you have, like, a signature move. Yeah. And they're probably doing that, too. So you might as well get over it and onward. There are, like, ten sig- signature moves total. <laughs> it's more like a zodiac sign than a signature move, really. <laughs> Yeah, but not everybody believes they have the signature move. So yeah. there's also a one specific zodiac sign that believes they have a signature move. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Last question. Okay. I struggle a lot with natural sounds like eating. If someone chews their food particularly loud or slurps a drink, it can range from irritating to deeply uncomfortable depending on the day. I completely recognize that this is a personal problem and that there's nothing wrong with making noise while you eat. My partner and I live together and I will occasionally comment on it. Or if I'm having a particularly difficult time with it, I'll sometimes eat in another room or at another time to avoid the negative feelings. I don't really think it would be fair or sound sane at all to ask my partner to not make specific noises, especially when some aren't voluntary. I would know sometimes I make these noises myself, but I also don't want to hurt their feelings by leaving the room on particularly bad days. Any advice? Signed, Melancholy Misophoniac. That's I what also it's called, hate misophonia. That. When people eat, the sound of people eating. Here's my question: Do you hate it across the board, or do you hate it like some people sounds more than other people's sounds? Um, I do hate it across the board. I think you have to be a certain amount of loud for me to hear. I will just. <laughs> Nick and my mom, oh my god, I know I'm going to listen to this, but oh my god, I just feel like I can hear them eat, and I'm like, 
what's going on here? But it does drive me crazy. And I think there is a thing, like, it's a real thing that it drives some people crazy. Totally. I feel like my mom used to get upset that I would get so irritated. But I'm like, this is like a real thing. Like, it also drives me crazy when, I mean, Nick, who I love, who I married, eats so loud sometimes. I'm like, I can't take this. But now I just turn on music or we'll, like, turn on a TV show or something. You just can't eat in silence. I definitely feel like, for me, it's family members. Ben, then I would always feel bad for that. Because if I go out to eat with dinner with friends, it's like, no problem, dude. But then family members, it's like... At a restaurant, do you really hear your friends eating, though? No, but, like, if my friend was just chatting with me and, like, chomping on something, they'll be like, it's no big deal. If they were talking and chewing at the same time, that would drive me nuts. Well, yeah, okay. Anyone sometimes I swear, sometimes I swear people in my family take a bite of food <laughs> and then start a story. Sick. And I'm like, why did you do it in that order? My family has so much mouth open chewers that one time <laughs> I told my nephews that if they didn't learn how to chew with their mouth closed, it was going to inhibit them like making friends when they got to school and stuff. And so, and then I taught them some useful tools. I was like, remember? <laughs> and they learned to chew with their mouth closed. Hasn't been a problem since. Yeah. It does really bother me. I mean, it drives me crazy. Sometimes I'll even see my dad will put food in his mouth. <laughs> this is going to drive him crazy if they listen to this, but they'll put food in their mouth. And then I swear he'll just push it into his cheek. And then, like, say something and then go back to chewing. And I'm like, you couldn't wait to put it in your cheek? Like, you're not even enjoying it at this moment. It's just, it's just crazy to me. You gotta, you gotta separate yourself before you get upset. So just train yourself. I feel like playing music really helps. Mm-hmm. You just want to make it so you can't hear it. So playing music, we'll turn on a TV show. Something if, like that. If you're, like, enjoying spending time with your partner and you're going to, like, chat over dinner, that's one thing. And it probably won't come up in that case. Usually yeah. when this comes up is, like, you're trying to focus on other things or you're having a stressful day and you're just, like, taking a quick break to eat. Or it's just, like, silent. Yeah. So in those cases, just eat in another room and be on your phone. Sometimes I'll even be, like, see, I would just never eat in another room. I just well, play you live something. in a studio, don't you? Well, yeah, so I literally, <laughs> I guess I'd have to, like, go eat on the toilet. <laughs> but, like, sometimes nickels are chewing so loud that I'm like, hang on, don't take another bite. And then I have to, like, go get Spotify set up. Yeah. And so then we'll play music so that I can't hear them. And it doesn't bother me. Like, chips and regular crunchy stuff doesn't bother me. It's, honestly, it's mostly when there's, like, some kind of liquid in it. It's, like, a softer thing, and you can just, like, hear it swishing. Ugh. I really hate the sound of when someone's, you know, when someone's, like, really fucking going to town on food and it starts, they start breathing like they're, like, exercising. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> I I feel that way when I eat ice cream sometimes. Breathing sounds really good to me. <laughs> yeah, breathing sounds. Well... 
so long story short, it is normal. Go to another room. Try to head it up before you're annoyed so that you don't hurt your partner's feelings. Yeah. And it's your job to do whatever you and need to do. And I would try do. some kind of noise thing because, to be honest, as a partner, I feel like going. you just keep saying going to the other room. And as a partner, <laughs> I would be like, you're just going to separate yourself from me <laughs> i would be so mad if we're like eating dinner and you're like i'll be eating in the living room <laughs> i feel like and I now you're both like, eating alone i would be like finally some goddamn peace and quiet <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and i get to be on my phone <laughs> that's the real you just want to be looking at your phone the whole time oh, any given moment of any day, yeah. I want to be on my phone. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning in. <laughs> Georgia, what do you have coming up uh, if this episode comes out in like a couple weeks? If it comes out in a couple weeks, so like in September, um, I'm going to be in Washington, in Spokane, and then Tacoma opening for Dusty Slay at the Tacoma and Spokane Comedy Clubs. Um, and in Colorado... Wow, I always have a bunch of local stuff coming up that you can find on my Instagram, at George's Wild. I'll be opening up for Dan Soder at the Boulder Theater on October 7th, so you can come to that. Nice. Yeah. Very fun. And I have all of my ticket dates and everything at Hannah Jones Cool on Instagram. Thank you, and have a great day.